Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. Grab your cup of coffee. Sit down. Plug in your earphones. Turn on your Bluetooth. (laughs) And join us in the conversation about happy. Today's show, Happy, What Does Your Happy Look Like? was born out of some organic conversations that my co-host, Carrie Butler. Hello, Carrie. Good morning, lovey. How are you? I'm good. We had conversations about what happy looks like. And, and you know, this show could go on for days. We have 30 minutes today. But I have a feeling I'm going to be continuing this conversation because I think that anyone who's listening to this show either is looking for their happiness or they know somebody who's unhappy and what does that really look like and why do we even allow quote unquote unhappiness be an option when we have a choice. So today I just want to say good morning because I'm happy to be here (laughs) and I want to start with a positive thought and uh, I'm going to read right away my Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote, because I think it's so uh, poignant for the start of the show. And there's a picture on this quote of a girl sitting on her luggage hitchhiking on the side of the road. And it says, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Wayne Dyer. Yes, it's a choice. It's a total choice. I love that. That's really a good quote. It makes me smile. Because I th- and it makes me smile because cause I know that's the truth. And I think that um, <laughs> for me, knowing the truth is, is happy. Like, I'm happy because I know the truth, you know, or at least that is. And I'm learning as I go more and more what the truth is, which also makes me happy. And I was thinking, um, I, you guys, it's so funny because, like, I really totally forgot what our show was about this morning. And I called Kathy and I'm like, so what's our show about today? <laughs> She's like, happy. I'm like, right. And I got so happy because I was thinking, oh, we get to talk about being happy. And I was thinking about all of the things that make me happy. And I was also thinking about how we really can make that choice. Like we are the ones, like we can be happy. You know, it's like thoughts, you know, change your thought, change your, your, your perspective on life kind of thing. And as if you think happy, your life will become happy. And, you know, Abraham talks about that all the time. It's like, that's all he, that's all we're really here to be is joyful and happy. Like that's it. And, and, you know, co-creating and the whole process of life and, you know, just sometimes things might not be like in the best situation, but you can still be happy while it's happening. And just know that if you, if you remain happy and, and, you know, you can raise your vibration and then things can change, which is Mm -hmm. so remarkable to me. I just, I love that. And I was thinking about all of the things that make me happy, especially like if I need to be reminded or, you know, have to get happy. And so mm-hmm. I made a list of a few of the things that, I, that I'm very um, 
clear that like if I'm not feeling happy, like I can like my go to, my go to happy list, if you will. I would love um, to hear music. It. Right? Okay, mm. so music for mm-hmm. sure is one of them. Because, like, right, aren't you, like, you could be, like, in the car driving and then, like, one of your, like, most favorite songs or, like, a great song that makes you, like, you know, move and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Like, doesn't it just make you happy? Like, Definitely. it's just, like, oh, like it cha- music changes, like, anything. Story. For me, it's, like, music can change my mood in a second. Like, in a second it can change, which I love. Um Going to my happy place, either in my mind or for real, which is the beach, just, you know, going there. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is past experiences. Like, for example, our Hawaii trip. Like, I, mm-hmm. this is so, like, literally, I swear to God, you guys, like, this is what I do. Like, okay, one of the, one of the things on Instagram that I follow is the Grand Waialea, which is where Kathy and I spent mm-hmm. tons of time when we were in Hawaii. And they post, like, videos about the beach and just, like, pictures of their resort. And it literally takes me right back there. And, like, within moments, I'm happy. Within moments, I'm, okay, granted, I might be a little wishful that I was there. But it just, I'm like, oh, right, right. Like, I did that. I was there. And I remember how I felt when I was there. And it just just brings so much joy and happiness to me. And then um, maybe the most important is connecting to spirit. Maybe the Mm. most important because when I can like throw on a, a, you know, a little video from Abraham or listen to Wayne, you know, on a video or something, it's like, right. It's like they're little reminders because we can get off track. We, I can, I can get off my path a little bit and just like, go, you know, but when I get there, when I recognize that I'm off my path, or not off my path, but, you know, like not feeling joyful or happy, it is a conscious decision for me as well to get back there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... That's I actually love that, and I didn't make a list. I, I have a happy place. It's La Jolla, California, and every time I've been there there's an unspeakable amount of joy around me because I'm boogie boarding in this warm water. And so it's that experience of, and for me, I think happiness is freedom, freedom to make my choices, freedom to sort of not be tied to any type of schedule. Like there's a lot of things in my life that make me happy. But, you know, so this morning when I was thinking about the show and what I I was looking for, you know, I have a plethora of books. You know, I have The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin and The Happiness Prescription by Deepak Chopra. And, but there's one book that, uh, and I, I recommend both of those books to, to y'all, uh, but Michael Singer uh, wrote a book called The Untethered Soul, which is The Journey Beyond Yourself. And he simplifies spirituality in this book. To, to, I, I just never read a book that has so easily explained to me how to live your, high, your life clear and happy. Um, and, uh, but he just says, basically, people tend to burden themselves with so many choices, choices, and I'm quoting, but in the end, you can throw it all away and just make one basic underlying decision. 
Do you want to be happy or do you not want to be happy? It really is that simple. Once you make that choice, your path through life becomes totally clear. Because what happens is, and he explains in this chapter, is that we put all these external things on everything, you know, oh, I'm going to be happy, you know, when um, this happens, or I'm unhappy because I missed my flight, or I, you know, uh, I got in a car accident today, and, you know, all these things are happening to me, and all the melodramas of life start coming up. But if you want to be happy, you just have to let go of the melodrama. You know, so something comes up and you're choosing, even in this situation, to be happy today, you know, because you just have to let go of the part of unhappiness. You just have to say, no, this situation is coming into my life for a reason, and and discover that you're responsible for the way you feel. You're responsible for the way you react. If you react in a harsh tone or a passive-aggressive tone or an angry tone to something that's making you quote, unquote, unhappy, that's your choice. And then I think also in the happiness equation, we put our happiness on external and other people. And so we think, you know, oh, if only I was with her, you know, again, I'd be happy, like, you know, from a breakup. Or if only um, I had that car instead of this old clunky car, I'd be happy. Or if only I, you, you know what I'm saying, there's so many reasons that we can put out there and say, I'm just not happy because I don't have this. I'm just not happy because I don't have them. Or and, and I say, you know, I'm calling the bullshit card on all of it after studying and studying that happiness is up to me because I have had, and I'm living proof, anybody who's read my book knows, that I'm living proof that when things happen to you and you persevere and live with strength and, you know, faith and hope and, and, and find that silver lining every time, you're going to be happy no matter what happens, even when you're sad, even when you're angry. There's still that underlying knowing that I will make it through this and it will be okay. And it's small compared to a big thing in life that can completely change your life. So a lot of times we get cut up in the little things. You know, one of my favorite books is Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. That is a big, huge prescription for happiness. Completely agree. Completely. And, and, you know, getting back to the quote, like what Wayne, you know, Wayne said, it is an inside job. So when you were saying like, we just, you know, we, we sometimes think that outside sources are the creation of our happiness. You know, it's like if I'm with him or whatever, but that's like, no, like that's so not accurate because it really is about just being happy within, you know, I think that like our minds, this is something that I was having a conversation with, with my daughter yesterday about. It's like our mind, if we don't get a handle on knowing that those thoughts are not things, like they're just, like where do they come from, you know? Like they're just this vibrational path that we're on right now. It's like where to thought, you know, what are thoughts anyway? They're not real. They're just little puffs of, I don't know, cotton. I don't even know what they are. You know, it's like we can change them. And mm-hmm. I, I, I remember, you know, it's, and, and I tried to explain to her, you know, it's hard with, when you're 18, you know, and you, you think that, like, you know everything and you don't know anything. And, you know, I tried to explain to her, I said, you know, if you could just imagine your mind as, like, having a human form. And I remember Nancy, like, you know, Nancy Levin, she would say to us, like, 
with anger or something, it's like, okay, I see you're there. You know, like you can be here or whatever, but I'm not going to acknowledge you. I said, if you can just like take your mind and put like a human form on it, sit it on the couch. I love that. Right? Just sit it on the couch and go, look, it's fine that you're here. It's just really fine. Like, I see you. That's great. But, like, you have to keep your little mouth shut right now. Like, you can stay there all you want, but I'm going to walk by you. I'm not even going to acknowledge that you're there. You know, it's like I'm going into the kitchen to make dinner. And that helps me so much because I then that makes me especially, you know, like just remember that thoughts are not real. And if I can literally, I mean, it's like a game I play with myself, but it works, so who cares? And it makes me happy. So it's like you just sit the bleep down, you know, mind your manners, and I'll whatever. If you need to, like, rest here on this couch, you just go right ahead, but I'm going into the kitchen now or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like we really, we really just can – it's like you sit there because I'm going to go in the kitchen and be happy now. So have a nice day. And I think that that is so fun, you know, and we get so serious, don't we? Like, don't you think we just get so serious about everything sometimes? And like, we lose, we like, we lose that opportunity for happiness and like lightness and airiness and just being joyful and like kind of floating, you know, it's like, we should just be floating through life. And I love it. Because one of the things that uh, Michael Singer talks about in his chapter on the path to unconditional happiness is about how when we're not happy, we're closed up. And there's no energy of happy able to escape that closeness. And a lot of times, you know, when you're closed, you're you're in reaction mode or defense mode. or uh, and, And so you close. And then what he basically says is that if you want to stay happy, just don't close, like no matter what's happening. And when you were talking about floating, it's like if you're staying open and you're getting through the moment of angst by just staying open and finding some light in the situation, however light that, you know, might look like, staying, you know, committed to being happy in the moment. So if something's coming at you or a car cuts you off or, you know, some somebody's taking this huge stand against you and you just observe, let go, speak your truth if that's appropriate at the time and sort of, like you said, float through that moment because usually those moments of angst are just moments. They last 30 seconds. But somebody cutting you off could potentially ruin your whole day if you allow it to. And so I love the idea of just kind of floating through the moments. And, and, but I also, you know, yes, I think that it's important to put your person next to you and say, yeah, you're here, I acknowledge you, and we're not going there today. But I also believe that part of our happiness lies in being honest with ourselves and honest with the people around us. And if you can find a gentle and loving way to explain your truth to people, that they will also be able to clear what's going on with them. And I think clearing and not closing and floating through those moments, I think that's a huge prescription for happiness right there. I, I love getting that message today. And I was talking to Carrie, uh, you earlier about um, how, you know, we did a little prayer today, which we've never done before a show, but, but I've, I've, I've discovered prayer is really something important for me in the, in the 
last week that I've had. And, uh, you know, I prayed that not only would I inspire someone else to find their happy and feel that feeling, but that I would get a, a message myself out of this show because I think happy takes on a persona of its own and we think we have to, you know, be this happy person and, you know, that, that happiness depends on this and this. And I'm just saying happy, gratitude, and joy are meshed together. And that's what brings a feeling that we label happiness. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so check this out. So I remember um, Abraham telling this story about Esther, and I think it's Barbara because they hang out a lot. And I and and um, and if it's not Barbara, I forgive me for all you Abraham fans out there, but I mean well. So they were traveling somewhere together, and and when Abraham tells the story, you know it's kind of like through Esther's eyes and how Barbara is like happy. All the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. Heard like this one, yeah. She's mm-hmm. like, right, right. And so they were somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, something happened, and I think they were getting on a plane or or something like that, and somebody got very, very upset and agitated um, in front of Esther and Barbara, and Esther was like, whoa, you know. And then she, the story was is that Barbara like you know, Esther said something like, oh my God, like that must, you know, there must be something going on there. And Esther was, I mean, Barbara's like, what are you talking about? Like, she didn't even see it. She didn't even see it because she is so happy that like unhappiness, like doesn't even enter her vibration anymore. And I just like, you know, when you just hear little stories and you're just like, like they just impact you so much. I was like, huh? Because, you know, like I'll get cut off in, you know, it's like, I mean, I live in LA. It's like people just cannot drive here to save their lives sometimes. And <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was driving yesterday, because I literally did get cut off by this person. And I was just like, okay, like, you know, and immediately I was just like, what the heck? Like, dude, like, you know, like that was really uncool. But then I thought, okay, well, if I was in a different piece place in my like vibration, I'm pretty sure that that would not affect me at all. It would just be like, okay, well, obviously, like, they, you know, need to get somewhere or whatever, so it's okay. You know, I'm safe. Everything's fine. I'm protected. And that's literally, like, the scenario that I ran in my head because it was just mm-hmm. like, how how does, you know, things might happen in Barbara's world, but she just doesn't react to them in a negative way. And I, I don't, I just, it just struck me. Like when I heard that story, it was like, wow, what if we just went through the world just being so happy that things just didn't affect us, you know, like that. So well, yeah, because that was we are little... making our happiness conditional on, you know, well, we don't, what she didn't do was make her happiness conditional on the behavior of others. So, you know, basically, um, if you start to make your happiness conditional on the behavior of others, then, you know, it's never going to come, you know, and you really just have to affirm, I think, every day that you want to appreciate life and you want to have a peaceful life. And so if you affirm that, you know, that this is really what I want, like, I really believe that's really what you'll get, you know, even in light of when things happen that you know, 
cause you to have pain or trauma. And, uh, you know, I'm going to quote, read something from my own book, which I love to do. (laughs) And it's from Abraham Hicks. And I quote Abraham in my book, and it says, your true happiness happens when you discover that no one other than yourself is responsible for the way you feel. And I said, you know, I further go on in my, in my little corp. I said, it took me months to distinguish what my true feelings were out of, after I climbed out of the fog of my life. But it rem- reminded me that I always had a choice on how I felt, how I responded, and which way a situation went solely dependent on me. I can't stress how freeing this one thought is. You are the only person who knows what is truly right for you, and you're responsible for keeping yourself in alignment with that. I know that life is much too short for anything else. And it's so true, you know, that our life is too short. Like, um, we have limited time. We don't know when the end is. And I know that nobody likes to go into those morbid places, but you have to stay in alignment with your trueness, and that's going to bring you happy because anything else is just a waste of time. In my I opinion. agree. And you, know, and, you know, here's the thing. Like, I was thinking about... Like one of my spiritual teachers, Satya Bella, who I just love so much, she, when I first started working with her, she said to me, you know, we were completely taught backwards about what truth is and stuff. And, and I, you know, like that is, could not be more true for me. You know, and, and I remember growing up and, you know, like my parents or whatever, like they would be like such a victim mentality of things. It's like, oh, well, they did this to me or they did that to me and, you know, even people that I would meet in my life, it's like they, they would have a victim mentality. And I think that that kind of perpetuates that kind of, of thought. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's how we mm-hmm. start thinking these things is that we blame other people. And it starts as, as we're little kids. And it's, you know, it's their fault. You know, well, they did that to us. And if that didn't happen, then we would be like this and... I mean, that's truly what I believe um, Satya meant, at least one of the things that she meant when she said, you know, we were taught backwards because that's that's true for me. It's like, yeah, like my, I I just, I grew up thinking my father especially was one of those people that would just be, you know, like a victim mentality. And I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for that experience because now that I know what's really true, I can just turn that around, you know. You know, and I still... It's just so nice to have that truth. When I look at what 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 makes you be happy, like what tools do I use? Because, you know, we all have the potential for, you know, the sadness and and all the different things that come up. But so what do we do to to find our happy? Uh, Meditation is a great way to stop the madness and get back to yourself, I highly recommend uh, Abraham Hicks. Um, and, in, and not complaining about a situation. The more we complain, the more it exasperates. Like I, you know, I write about it in my book, The Drama Detachment. Like the more you feed it, the bigger it grows. So I would say, you know, part of finding your happy is when you're in those situations, stop complaining about it immediately. As soon as you hear yourself complain, be like, yep, okay, complaint. The complaint door just shut. Now I'm in solution because complaining about something has never, ever, ever in the history of mankind, and I will stand by this statement, changed anything, (laughs) period. True. So you don't complain. You meditate. 
and and just have fun like you know like like I really think fun and and I had a friend uh, a couple weeks ago going through an extremely difficult situation and really had a hard time climbing to find a joy a speck of joy in her body and and, and well deserved for the situation she was going in so mm-hmm. we thought we talked and I said to her your assignment for today is to find three super ridiculous funny sitcoms and I highly recommended Modern Family uh, and watch them three in a row and laugh because laughter you know when you laugh especially you know when you laugh out loud and it comes from your belly and it comes from your center it brings you joy which brings you happiness so I, I highly recommend so meditation stop complaining laughter you know and take it easy take it easy like when yeah. the situation comes you can't control or you can't solve, take it easy. Okay, I'm going to have to walk through this one a little slower today. I'm going to have to, like, push the pause button on thinking about it because there's not a solution to this problem. But just don't let it ruin every hour of your day. Like, find that happy place to be. Right. And you can also, like, give the, give it like give it up, you know, like surrender that oh, situation. Surrender. It's like, it good God, yeah. Happiness. Yep. Agreed. You know? So I have that one serenity prayer is kind of cool. Today you what? I, uh, today I, uh, oh, somebody shared our show. That's amazing. Uh, so I Yay. put on Facebook because I'm trying to get a little bit of publicity here for us on Facebook because people are not listening in. Maybe they're going back and listening to it, but I'd love to have some live listeners and we're going to be able to have calls next month and super excited about expanding this show. So I put on my Facebook today, I just said, you know, what makes you happy? What do you do to find that happy place and where is your happy place? And I encourage people who hear this show to go ahead and go there and give us your comments so that we can continue this conversation. Uh, But my friend Sue Murphy says, in my garden among my flowers, at the beach on a warm day, with the family around the dining room table enjoying a large meal. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, and yes. <laughs> okay, Carrie. Do you have a Wayne? Di- do you have an angel card? Because I would. We're getting do. down to the part. Okay, let's go. Okay, this is so good. Okay, so I'm using my favorite deck, my mermaids and dolphins, and um, I actually just for kicks and giggles. I know it's something else, but so I pulled three cards today. So the first one is, and take take whichever one you're supposed to hear. But I'm pretty sure, Kathy, you're supposed to hear this one. Simplify your life. Eliminate clutter from your home and work life to balance the flow of activities. Um, I know, right? The second one is soulmate relationships, which I I pulled for myself, (laughs) is new romance with a spiritual basis is here for you now. And the third one I know. And the third one is worthiness, which is for all of us, which is know that you deserve to receive good in all ways. Those are my three. Yeah. Worthy, you know, uh, you know, thank you, Nancy Levin, but worthy has got yep. to be, all of us are worthy of, of being happy. All of us are worthy of joy and peace in our lives every day. And you have to decide what that looks like for you. And you have to make a conscious commitment Stay conscious in the moments of grief that you're not going to let this affect every minute of the day, even if it's affecting those five minutes. So I am going to pull from my life purpose cards because 
in all honesty, it's the only cards I have here at the house this morning. All my cards are down at my office. So we'll see who this is for. <laughs> music. Your connection to music is healing yourself and others. So my prescription for today is to allow music into my life and maybe for you too. And one of the wonderful things about music uh, that I find is that I can get lost in music. I can relate in music. I can process in music. I can feel loving in music or I can feel, you know, my pain through music. And I can really feel every emotion through music. So I I love that. Yes. Sending out some healing vibes to some very special people in my life and uh, just, you know, hoping that um, we can all find today just one thing that makes you happy. Come back to the Facebook page, uh, Kathy Anello. I'm a public page, and I'll also post this in our Best Life Cafe. If you haven't liked the Best Life Cafe page, please go find it and do so. Exciting things are going to be happening in April and May, and we are so excited to share our journey with you. Yep, and you can find me on Instagram at Carrie Butler, and Facebook page is either Carrie Butler or Carrie Tucker Butler. And I just <laughs> love you guys all so much, and I hope you guys have a beautiful, blessed, happy, happy, happy day. Yay! All right, till next week. Bye, Carrie. Aloha, everybody. Mwah. <laughs>